0: This is a homemade broadcast radio production.
1: big news that just came in. I know, world just,
0: news. Do you want me to tell them? Yes, please. I feel like with all of the bad things in the world, I'd like to announce that I am six pounds lighter. Woo. Pretty good for wow, me. Wow,
1: that's that's pretty amazing. I mean, it seems like you are constantly injuring yourself. Yep. You just look at a weight and you'll break your foot. Yes. So um, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Um, you are. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. I feel I'm terrible. Credit for all six pounds. <laughs> you feel terrible.
0: Yeah. No. I ate. Actually, um, I I know what it is. And I was telling you just before we get off. When when you get back into the into the gym, you know, I, this has happened to me before. You you lose a bunch of weight initially. That's what always happens to me. Mm-hmm. And you get all excited, and then you plateau. So I'm weighing myself every day right now.
1: Same time
0: same time when I'm leaving. Okay. You know, and uh
1: Have you eaten anything before you weigh yourself?
0: Just one usually one of my NTT meals.
1: I would weigh yourself prior to to breakfast.
0: That's probably the time to do it. I don't have a scale and that's kind of on purpose at my house.
1: Oh, you don't have a scale. Okay. No, okay. I okay.
0: I don't want to know generally. My my Wait,
1: you don't want to know generally, but oh, but now they're getting in shape. Yeah. You're weighing yourself yeah. every single day. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: That's how it is. So I was shocked because last night I had a uh, pint of ice cream for dinner.
1: What which is flavor, might I ask? Chocolate.
0: Dutch chocolate. That's, that's pretty good.
1: That's pretty good. Pretty good indeed.
0: <laughs> but I did have an NTT for, for lunch, so okay. I felt like I deserved it. You, you, know? you did. And I just crushed at the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm gym guy.
1: Yeah, you back know what, again. You know when people like, question what you're eating, you go, "Hey, listen, uh, I'm doing if if it fits your macros, and th- these fit my macros." Yeah, you it's all mean? protein.
0: Yeah, you know, and sugar, which my body needs because I just killed it in the gym mm-hmm. that day earlier. You need you really need went to re- in on my shoulders. You do need so. to
1: replenish with the uh, with carbs, you know. Yeah, to uh, recover from all of the energy that you exerted earlier in the day. That's, that's true. That's how it works. I'm a fitness expert.
0: So. That's what I'm attributing it to. But no, um. I don't. I don't know. I. I just know that the plateau is coming. So I'm just trying to enjoy it before it comes.
1: Okay. It doesn't sound like it because it sounds like you're already waiting to be disappointed.
0: You know, maybe there is something to <laughs> that. But just, <laughs> I want to see how long before the plateau comes. Okay. Well, it probably be updated. a few weeks. But you know, I'm look. I. I think I'll get to about 220 pounds, and it will just stop. Which Everything is what, stop. like
1: you said, is it 16 pounds away?
0: 16 pounds away.
1: That's that's good though. Yeah. But that's usually that what would, happens.
0: That would be uh twenty two pounds from where I was a few months ago. And that was with, you know, I still was pretty good about running and you kind know, of doing my push ups and stuff. Now but, let me ask
1: you this. Mm-hmm. If you start seeing results, like noticeably, obviously on the scale, but maybe your your clothes fit better, you're mm-hmm. looking a little just tighter and slimmer. Yeah. Will you kick it into third gear where you start saying, you know what? Maybe I don't need to drink fifty beers on Saturday night. And you start kind of curbing what you're that's consuming tough. because that really is the ticket to yeah your your ultimate body. Well,
0: that's tough to say. I I don't know. I I know
1: how you feel about this, but I'm I th- I think you might feel differently if you start really seeing results and Maybe. Get, what do you mean?
0: Well, maybe because I I just feel like right now my work schedule is so demanding yeah. that I have to blow off steam on the weekend.
1: Yeah, but I mean there's like I can blow off steam but you kind of work around it like maybe do vodka sodis instead of beers or something yeah, like I've that. Yeah,
0: d- I've done that in the past, which is yeah, maybe that will Cause, happen. Cuz let me
1: tell you this, mm. once you start getting positive attention from other people, mm. that is addictive. You once you start getting positive attention, you don't want the compliments to stop. And then you start to do almost, not anything, but you will go to farther limits to make sure that those compliments keep rolling in. That's what happened to me right before I got an eating disorder. So just <laughs> letting you know that that is on the way.
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I will remember that. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, I think, though, that I'm at the point now where this is like when I got in the fight with the lady at the, at the gym, the trainer lady, mm-hmm. because she's kind of doing that to me you know, saying I didn't care about my health, which you can go back and listen to that episode if you want. It's a few episodes back now. But she kind of did that. Like, you don't care about your health. You don't want to, you know, there's sacrifices that you have to make for your health. And I just said, no, I'm not willing to do that. I, I can't imagine anybody giving me a compliment where they would go, uh, I would go. I got to kick it in high gear now.
1: Well, here's the thing. Here's the difference between what I said and what she said. She was talking about health, which doesn't motivate you. I was talking about vanity, which would probably motivate you. And I'm not telling you that you should value it. I'm just telling you when people start saying, "Well, if you lost weight, will you look good? Will you look? jeez, is that you're, you're slimming down? Blah blah blah." And you start looking better in clothes. And I'm just telling you that attention is addictive. Yeah. So you may decide. I'm not telling you what to do. Trust mm-hmm. me, but right. you may decide. Listen, if I can lose, you know, if I lost 16, I could probably lose another 20. You know, that sort of thing.
0: But I, I know now that I can't. I know that it, my body has a, a limit, unless I kick it into that high gear oh, where yeah, I would, I would do things that you do, which just sounds insane. Uh-huh. Where you have to measure your meals and you know pack your meals, have everything ready to go, and there's a lot, and then go, go of eat at a 7-Eleven. You know, twice a month or something.
1: And then what do you say about go
0: eat at a (laughs) Seven Eleven, all you can eat? My my favorite restaurant. Your favorite place to eat? Yeah, Yeah, which I've witnessed a few times. It's scary. It is. It's frightening. She eats the grossest foods imaginable. I mean, I'm not talking hot dogs. I'm talking like ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, like an M and M ice cream sandwich, which are garbage. (laughs) Yeah, and then get a granola bar and. What else do you usually like? Like a trail mix or something. Yeah. It's not even good junk food. It's that's, garbage that's junk food. That's what I food. like. That's so weird. I know. Like, I'm, I, know. I love some chips and mm. some, you know, no. popcorn, salty stuff, carbs.
1: I, I like carbs. They're just different carbs than what you like.
0: Yeah. And I guess, you know, I just said I ate a pint of ice cream yesterday, that so I like true. that too. So. Yeah. But like- rarely with sweets.
1: Yeah, today I I tore it up. I had some pizza. And you know me, man. Like I'm I'm really careful about what I'm eating and everything, but today, I mean, I went hard in the manicotti, mm-hmm. hard in the in the pizza. And now I'm like I do the white trash thing, which I'm so upset that I didn't pick up earlier. I used to see people do it all the time growing up but with the pizza with the ranch dressing, and I go, "That's mm-hmm, disgusting." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I'm all about that ish. Yeah. It's so good. It is
0: good. I learned that from this place Jodo's. That's where that's where I learned about the ranch, and their ranch is homemade. And man, I don't know what they do. It's like thick. It's sour cream, yeah. Essentially, they must use sour cream to to make the damn thing. But man, it is good. Yeah. And you dip your crust in there. So good. It seems like it wouldn't work, but it works perfect mm-hmm. with the tomato base and then yep. the ranch. Oh, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, my god, it just hits so the spot. So good. So good. But yeah, I wouldn't do like Hidden Valley on my beets or anything I like would. that. I you would. would? Yeah. 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 Well, oh, you're a sick Valley, bastard. I, I am. I am truly. What about on manicotti? That seems like it wouldn't work. No,
1: I think I just add more red sauce to that. That's what mm. that's how I like to thicken that
0: up. What about a nice white, like an alfredo? Um
1: that's, that's how a I bit like rich my pasta. It is rich, a bit but rich man, for me. Yeah. It's
0: so good. Heavy yeah. cream, parmesan no, cheese. Guess, mm-hmm. Yeah. No. That's what I'm all about. The world is falling apart. <laughs> good segue <laughs> Speaking to <of> Afghanistan. <laughs> I cannot believe. and, and I want to try to keep some sort of levity in this show i'm trying to figure out ways to talk about things that are happening in light
1: ways in light ways ways,
0: but i don't know how to do it with this i am mortified over the things i'm seeing i get accused constantly of being a republican everybody just assumes i'm a republican
1: it's the haircut
0: maybe (laughs) maybe
1: (laughs) it's not your values it's the haircut
0: Uh, but i just i'm very critical of you know corporate press and media. I like media. I, I'm a broadcaster. You're so part of the media. I'm into, yeah, I'm into media and social media has allowed me to uh, see, I guess if you want to call it the red pill, you know, that's kind of a cringe term at this point, very overused, but it shows how they lie in real time and you're able to see it. So I, I constantly bash them and then I get accused of, well, now you're defending, it's not bashing the media, it's defending who the media writes about, and then the media ends up writing about Republican politicians a lot Mm -hmm. of times, especially here in Florida with Ron DeSantis, and so I end up, it looks like I'm defending them, I'm not, I'm trashing the press, I'm not defending these politicians, Mm -hmm. they can hang for all I care, literally. Mm. Uh, by a noose (laughs) about my politics are very radical at this point to to the point where it would turn off both sides of of that spectrum there okay it's it wouldn't be comfortable for them at all um i identify just as an anarchist at this point i don't want any sort of state whatsoever
1: coming out of the closet right now no i think it's it's always been
0: kind (laughs) of known but i i don't know i even though you say that because people live in that binary spectrum i still get either one side or the other Mm. and now it's usually i just get Oh, you're a Republican. Like uh, Ryan Hoppy, he was asked, Mike was asking him what to expect when he did the podcast last week. I did a podcast with Mike Calta, by the way.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but you're saying Ryan was informing him? Yeah. And they were oh, kind of talking about it on here. And Ryan's Ryan said, invited. well, he's
0: kind of conservative. He's more conservative. So, I might talk about right wing politics. And I was like, uh, <clears throat> no, <laughs> I yeah. mean, not at all. And we, did, we didn't talk any politics at all. But I'm watching this Afghanistan just cluster F, Mm -hmm. just, oh my God. I saw a story today, Anna, that apparently the U.S. government gave, I I guess like citizens names and green card holders, they gave the list to the Taliban because they were going to keep those people safe. (laughs) They just gave the Taliban a kill list now, Uh essentially, and where these people are located and et cetera, et cetera. And I go, I would like to think that the people who are in this sort of power and the leaders of the free world are smart. You'd like to think like that the cream rises to the top. This is a meritocracy. They, they somehow found a way to get in these positions of power. And then you see stuff like that and you go, you're either a totally incompetent boob
1: uh-huh. at
0: best now or... You might be evil.
1: You're looking for a reason to come back. Looking for who? In terms of the, they give the, the Taliban a list. Mm-hmm. The Taliban now has a hit list. They go door to door. They start killing people. Oh, the U.S. needs to go back in war. Oh well,
0: yeah, that's that's a possibility. You know, sure. that's
1: what's been on my mind, especially with the um, with the U.S. evacuation and them leaving hundreds, thousands of weapons of, to- mm. like, what was it, 78, like, Black Hawk helicopters mm. that I saw them. They have an Air for Force. Jo- yeah, yeah, the the military equipment, they're um, parading around in, in U.S. uniforms and military garments, They look, stuff like that. They
0: look like they have a Salt Life sticker on the back of their raised F-250 <laughs> now. They have the wraparound glasses. Yeah, yeah. They look just, like, very American. It's very strange to see them look like they just have beards. That's the only yeah. difference. It, it, it is shocking. And I... Like, like, like mm-hmm.
1: riddle me this. Why would it be the case that we wouldn't destroy all... Because we're not going to ship it back. It's too expensive. Mm. Why wouldn't we just put that in a field and blow that the f up?
0: Well, so I think here's what happened: that
1: it was going to go to the, the the Afghani's that we train and yep. they were going to use it, but we knew that it was going to fall once we everybody well, knew this. They
0: said they didn't know that. That's what the <laughs> yeah, that's what okay. the regime claims is that they didn't know that. They asked the Afghani president if he was going to fight, and he said, "Yeah,
1: yeah, and we went, yeah sure,
0: yeah." And so they went okay. Um, we're going to leave this stuff for you so you're pretty well equipped. You're good. Yeah. Wait, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that's a yes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go ahead and just start leaving now as opposed to getting our people, Americans, out of there before we're gone, gone, and announcing that we're gone. Right. That was a, just a huge blunder. I, You know, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, up on geopolitical politics but that just seems like a no-brainer to get the people out before you leave the
1: the deal that trump made with the taliban in february of last year about us leaving in may 2021 and obviously we pushed back until august he didn't make that deal with he didn't he wasn't negotiating with the afghanis that we trained he was saying hey taliban Leave us alone Mm -hmm. until we leave. We'll release your prisoners, and then we'll be out. Mm -hmm. So you're—he knew that he was negotiating with the future leadership of the country,
0: and got a lot of crap for that too. But I I mean,
1: everybody knew that this was going to be the ultimate outcome. Yeah, everybody knew this. So the fact that we left behind all this equipment—that's the one. There's a few things, but that's—it's that's one of two. It's that, and like, why didn't we get the Americans out before we evacuated the military? That's number two. But why did we leave them just? Uh, weapons, um, artillery, ammunition. Why did we leave that all behind for them to freely use?
0: Okay, well, you want a you wacky conspiracy theory, yeah. which I'm not even sure is... Yeah. I, I said it today you in jest. you talking to? <laughs> the, we look at who's in control now. We look at our culture and, and wokeism, I'm going to put that in quotes, is, I don't know, out in the forefront of American culture. It's also in the White House. It's in the military. You had General Miley, whatever his name was, talk about white rage a few weeks ago. He wants Mm -hmm. to understand white rage. Uh, And I said, you know, it's possible, not probable, but possible that this current regime feels bad for its colonization of Afghanistan for 20 years. And in order to make up for that, they just made the Taliban a legit military since it was their country to begin with. So they just gave them these billions of dollars of equipment and said, you were the right. We're sorry for occupying your spot. Here's you got a real army now. I know you're 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 Mm -hmm. raising your eyebrow. But so I saw um, this this general, I don't know, some special guy in the army. And what you know what he was tweeting about today, not Afghanistan. He was tweeting about Women's Equity Day hashtag and, you know, the diversity of the army and how important it is today. When, when there's terrorist Everything. attacks in Kabul yeah. and all this stuff. So the military is woke. At least the leadership is woke. Yeah. Vice, Vice put out a piece today. Uh, this is recording this on August 26th about how the Marine Corps is a hotbed for neo-Nazis. Today, of all days. Didn't wait one day. You know, we had 13 service members killed in Afghanistan today. Was this before the killing? Marines. Uh, no, it was after. Re- okay. So you have this, uh, you know, they're in cahoots with each other, this, the regime upper uh, ranking file and corporate press are totally in cahoots with each other. So they're not really worried about, you know, Afghanistan. I believe they called uh, the U.K.'s general, called them just country boys. They're country boys. It's what he called the Taliban. Uh, I, I, it's, it's not likely, Anna, but I just, I don't know. Part of me wonders if it just was done purposefully. So you give them all this weapons and say, have at it, guys. Sorry um, about sorry about the last but twenty that years.
1: that would like we'd have to play that out. Like what would the consequences of that be? I think that this is a ticket back because then they're gonna start having um ideas of grandeur where they don't want just Afghanistan, but they start going into neighboring countries and then we have to intervene for you know
0: Well, where are they gonna go? I don't know. I mean, I could see maybe uh, Lebanon, maybe or that's a few countries away. I'm thinking more countries that border Israel, maybe
1: Turkmenistan, like you know, going up there towards um, uh, like Mongolia. You know what I'm saying? Like all this, where all the stands are. I don't know all the names of them, like Turkmenistan, all the stands. I imagine that's where they would go because I don't think they can't mess with China. They can't really mess with Iran. Those are legit countries. Um, they can't mess with Russia, so I imagine that they would kind of just try to take over the space that they're in, all where all the stands are. Again, I forgive me, I don't know where like Turk- Turkmenistan, uh, Kazakhstan, all those places. I can see them going in there because they're a, they're a force to be reckoned with within those countries because I don't think those countries have a sufficient military, is yeah. what I'm guessing.
0: I, I don't I don't know if they want. Domination. They, they just have Afghanistan. I think they're happy with Afghanistan. Most of them are tribal. Again, for,
1: and For now. Like, again, I, you're right. For now, that's all they want. But who knows what if they start gaining power and with all the equipment we've left over, they might have ideas that they want to go back in. Or, you know, maybe they don't even have to invade anyplace else. We just start seeing, uh, you know, we think it's a humanitarian crisis. We need to go back in because there's an interest, obviously, with us going to Afghanistan, unlike a lot of other countries, unlike Yemen and... Um, Other countries that you know maybe don't have the natural resources that we're looking for. You have to understand there's a few things in play here. We got pipelines in play. We got poppy fields.
0: You think that Mm -hmm. Afghanistan is worried about natural resources? No,
1: no, no. we have interest in that. Their natural resources. Yes, lithium. Poppy fields, yes. Um, Oil pipelines, all these things we have an interest in. We would like to control that. There's a reason why we went into Afghanistan and we didn't go into, I don't know, Saudi Arabia, Mm. even though Saudi Arabia does have natural resources. But, you know, they were buying a lot of our military equipment. So we are kind of, you know, they're, they're our business partners. Um, which is strange because, you know, it, it the whole reason why we're in Afghanistan is kind of like, people don't even really understand why we're there. Obviously, 20 years has passed, but you have to ask yourself, why did we go into Afghanistan? They didn't attack us. They were al-qaeda attacked us and they were saudi mostly saudi nationals with i think a few egyptians but they were hiding out in afghanistan that's where osama bin laden was and the taliban was just kind of like uh you know letting them stay there essentially and we said give them up and the taliban said well you want to negotiate and bush said no and they said okay we're we're not giving up the the al-qaeda we're gonna we're gonna protect them and then that's why we invaded afghanistan
0: so i think that the Invasion of Afghanistan, Iraq, these other countries. was Wesley Clark talked about it. He was a former general. Yeah, I know you're talking about. The, I think it was a 10-year plan, and he talked about reshape. It was a project for a New America program, a neocon uh, think tank. Thought about this idea, too. I, and I think it had good intentions, but, again, you think that these people are smart, but they're really dumb, a lot of them. So they thought that they would go in— democratize the Middle East make them our allies and bring them into the West. You know, that they they just... They were being uh, downtrodden by... Boring by the tribes. But, and... Well, that they were ha- under, you know, a fascist regime of dictatorship mm-hmm. and stuff, and that's why they weren't... Like, we'll go in, they're going to be like, oh, great, now we have democracy, this is awesome. And they didn't understand that they're devout Muslims. They have a theocracy. There's no... They don't even... They don't even care about leaders. Their leaders is a visible man in the sky. Mm -hmm. That's who they listen to. They don't listen to anything else. So they thought that they would be able to just march in. And I remember Wesley Clark saying this, saying, we'll go into Iraq. We'll go into Afghanistan. We'll go into Syria. The governments will fall immediately. We'll be greeted as liberators and we'll democratize, you know, the Middle East, which wasn't wrong. I mean, the governments in Iraq fell in three days, I think you know Saddam and then Saddam went into hiding and they eventually found him and hung him and it was a big show. Mm-hmm. Um but they didn't understand that there's these they were the dictators were the ones keeping these radicals under control. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now Free there's the nobody there to vacuum get, and right and now there was nobody there keeping them under control and you know this happened before the Russians went into Afghanistan and they stayed forever and it was part of the reason the Soviet Union collapsed because they spent so much time and resources in Afghanistan. They know very well, and for that's just a blessed land or something, man. They just have guerrilla warfare there mm-hmm. that rules everything. It worked really good, mm-hmm. worked for, against the Soviet Union, and unfortunately, it worked really good against the United States too. Mm-hmm. I still think Biden did the right thing by going home, but I think he could have strategically done it a little better. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Everything that that went wrong could and did go wrong.
0: And who knows what's happened since this podcast has released? I mean, we're recording this on the twenty-sixth of yeah. August. 2021. So I, I mean, tomorrow, who knows? It's so bad. They had terrorist yeah. attacks. They ISIS is back all of a sudden. ISIS K
1: an offshoot. Yeah. Yeah. What the um, hell? Going back to what you were saying about them not really wanting us there, and just kind of we're not really culturally and um, values in sync with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Dillon, a guy we listen to, one of our, one of our, uh, what would you say, our, 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 our pastors. You know, we go to church. We listen <laughs> yeah. to Tim Dillon. Right. Uh, He was saying that he spoke to a lot of military folk and even the people that were, quote, our allies and people that we were helping and even giving like food to and protection to for. um, He was saying that those people didn't really want us there. No. They didn't want us there, you know, and, and for anything, and this goes just with any sort of political movement, it has to come with, with, with from within. It has to be a grassroots effort where it's like we feel, like every revolution that ever happened was always a ground-up effort. Mm-hmm. You know, it was never top-down. That never worked because that might work for a little bit, but as soon as the authority leaves, as soon as the Americans leave, as soon as the occupation leaves, everything falls to bits. It has to be a grassroots effort. Well,
0: that's why the CIA goes mm-hmm. in and causes coups from the ground floor. But you can't do that with those people. They don't get along with
1: each other. Yeah,
0: most of them. They all have different ones Shia, one Shiite. They don't like each other. So I mean, that area is just a mess.
1: Especially Afghanistan. Oh it? my
0: God! Just it, it
1: never has been had a like a solid leadership. It's always been kind of run by warring tribes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're just you know, farmers. Did, did, you, did farm. you see
1: Biden's hesitation in saying the word tribes today? No, no <laughs> I didn't. He, he was giving a press conference and he says, I don't mean this in a like a derogatory sense, yeah, yeah. but it's been run by tribes and he, he probably everyone would gasp and clutch their pearls. Yeah, I'm but sure. Like, Dude, Americans are dying. Civilians are dying. Afghanis are dying. Can we just be honest and say that th- these it's run by tribes, which is true. Which well, there's a
0: tribe. A, yeah, there's a total <laughs> war on language. Like, yeah. it, it's it's really bizarre. You can't just say what things are. Yeah, no. you have to be sensitive Would in you how you do, say. For it. a
1: clan, is that a yeah, word? Yeah, right with a K. Be <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: jeez, I oh. don't know. Well, what a mess. Uh, maybe we could talk about it next week. I'm sure there'll be new developments be for sure. I want to tell your listeners that I'm up for Best of the Bay Awards. I know. To please vote for me. Because I want to win.
1: Yeah, and, and we all know the history of the, the, the best up-and-coming radio personality. Which yeah, was, I did. and did. I, 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 I told this, it in the beginning of my I, podcast. I said this on, on Bubba's show. Yeah, it was an award that uh, was started by me. Uh, I was the brainchild of that, and there were probably about 20 nominees. None of them were me! <laughs> what the hell? So, uh, not happy about it, but good luck to you. Thank you. Um, Thank you very yes. much. Uh, I'm up for
0: best up-and-coming, which is the one that Anna yes. did. Best radio personality, too, which I was honored because that was uh, just a general one. That's great. I won't win that, but mm-hmm. that was so cool. And then best Twitter follow. Okay. Home underscore made underscore man. So follow me over there. And I'll talk to you next week. All right, bye.